what's up? What's going on, man? All right, we got Mr. Sean McWilliams, a.k.a. Mr. Greatbeard. What it do? Next up in line, we got Anthony Howard, Mr. Grown-Ass Man. What up, though? Mr. DB, a.k.a. Daniel Brown. <laughs> Bougie. <laughs> All right, and I'm your boy, JB James Beverly. Time to start the show. But first, let's hit him with the proposition. So what is an only? The Onlys are an eclectic group of black professional gentlemen, gentlemen who are often the only <laughs> representation of black perspective in their respective fields, profession, and or walks of life, offering spirited commentary on current events and topics. Man, we got a great show for y'all today. We got a bunch of hot topics, um, but we're going to do it a little bit different today. Um, let, let me see. We're going we gonna to start with this first one. Let me ask y'all a question. I want everybody's opinion, right? Is it still true that if you want to keep information from the black community, you put it in writing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hence why, you know, we're, we're always behind. I mean, DB brought up this question in private, <clears throat> which I think is why it dropped, drove the topic, was why didn't we know, we being black people, Hispanic people even, some, whoever else, right, uh, didn't know about Reddit, and the type of information that's on these types of sites, right? And obviously these these sites slash apps slash information hubs, whatever you call them, whatever you want to call them, blogs, vlogs, whatever. Um, it requires us to actually have to sit down and pay attention and understand what the platform is used for and why it's out there, right? I use Reddit for a number of different things. For one, getting opinions about whether it be, you know, politics, money, um, even, hell, I play a little video, bit of video games, so sometimes there's some cheat codes. I play Red Dead Redemption. Anybody want to get that work, come holler at me. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's just a platform where there's just information, like this opinionated information. Some of it's good. There's a lot of trash in there. But at the same time, I think this rolls into pretty much you know, us not really understanding or knowing, you know, how to utilize the internet and how to utilize information that's out there for us. And then on top of that, how to create the information. Like, why weren't black people or a lot of a lot of us in the black community aware of how to invest, where to invest, what's hot and what's not. We drive a lot of things. We are one of the biggest economic drivers in this country, if not the world when it comes to certain retail, even, you know, music consumption. Um, there's a ton of things that the black dollar pushes, but yet we don't invest in it. And so a platform like Reddit breaks it down very simple for you, how to do it, right? So I follow a, a, a blog on, on a Reddit, and it's about investing. And it was like, hey, man, these are the hot stocks. These are these are some things that you might want to look into. These are commodities. What's the difference between a commodity and a regular, uh, you know, stock, right? Um, even what's the Nasdaq? What does that mean? What what is what is trade on that? What is traded on that on that platform? So, I think we are usually behind because, and I hate to say this, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's true 100%, but I definitely think it's true to a degree. Is that we don't read enough. We want our information to be told to us. So, so is it that we don't read enough, or is it that what we read? It's both. <sighs> right. Well, because I know a well, lot wait, of people who so read. Let me, so, okay. So, 
when I say read, I guess I'm meaning we don't read. Do we read we a particular read the, type of thing? Yeah, we, we don't. We don't read the. We don't read the things that could actually sometimes make us better, I guess, I or improve our our way of life, or um, whether it's a self help book. Right. Or whether it's just information that's in the article, mm-hmm. right? Like, did you read that article? To just read an article right. and just get an opinion from a journalist, right. right? And understand that and let it be a topic of, of some level of information that we know. So, or so I think that goes back to exposure. So that's why I asked the question the way I asked the question, right? I know a lot of black people who read. Right. But they may not know the direction to be reading in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge... Knowledge of self is important. Um, if you don't have mentors and other people who read also, they don't know what to read. I know a lot of young people who read a lot, right? Because not to be funny, they're on their phones all day. So that's yeah. all they do in here, right? They're reading all day on their phones anyway, right? They just don't know what to read, right? And so I think that's the key that we need to work on okay. is trying to direct them to what to read versus think that they're not reading, right? right? So, they're, Cause, so they're, cause, reading, they're not reading things that add value to them. Correct. Because okay. I'll Good. say this, right? They got to be reading because not to be funny, people hashtag the shit out of stuff, right? They write all of these long ass posts under pictures a lot of times. They are reading. It's just a matter of what they're reading that we need to direct. At least that's my opinion on that one. No, and I think that's real. Like, I mean, to get the habit of reading, right? Just reading just random things, right? So, like, so something as simple as this, right? All of these challenges, right? Yeah. So you have to read them. Yeah, in a way right. to know to do them right yeah so they're reading but they're not reading the right things correct right right so it's just a matter of how do we make that exciting right so like not to be funny yeah. I, I don't know half of these challenges half the fucking time Me right <laughs> i just turned on the fucking ig yesterday and it was like the silhouette challenge yeah the fuck who created that one right yeah so it's like it's a new challenge every week right so it's like so i guess i'm saying all that to say they are reading they are engaged but it's a matter of what they're engaged in and how do we change their engagement? I think sometimes what happens is, is that they feel like I was talking to my daughter. It's black history month, right? So tomorrow. Hold on. Every day. So, you know, I'm teaching her the difference between W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington and oh, their few, right? Yeah. And so she's like, she's grunting about it because it's like, it's not, it's interesting, but then she's like, I really don't want to, re- I want to read my fantasy yeah, books, not, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I just want you to read, kid, but I need you to know something about yourself mm-hmm. so that somebody can't tell you about yourself. So, so, so when you find yourself and only in a situation, you, you know, know that can't nobody exactly. tell you anything That's about right. your community, right? Because you know best. Right. So, in that, in you know, in that breath, of what you just talked about, Sean, like they're not reading the right things, and I think sometimes you know whether it's self or whether it's how you're brought up, right? Like reading has always been fundamental. Like I grew up in an era where. You had to read in order to get that little personal pan pizza, so everybody was right. reading, right? Right, <laughs> so right, 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 right. Like I was reading, but I was trying to get that personal pan pizza. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. We grew up in Denver, but anyways, so <laughs> I was reading for that purpose. But then I understood, like you know what? Even now, when I read a book or two, my my week is very productive. Like my day is very productive. I'm able to get through a lot of different things fast. Um, so I think it's about 
I think if you just interest some kids, black community, and say, hey, man, <clears throat> you want to make money? You like money? Yeah. Want to know how to make some? Want to know how to make more from just a little bit? Yeah. Then read into the stock market and read what this is about. Teach them just the little parts and pieces because it is actually interesting. Now, out of a mass of 20 to 30 or 50,000, you're not going to get all of them, but at least you'll get a good handful of them that'll be like, you know what, I'm in the know. And why aren't our, our financial gurus of our community telling us these things, right? Like, I'm Tony, you're not a, I wouldn't, I think you're more, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to put you in a box. <laughs> you're, you're a financial guy slash tax guy, right? Like, there are things that you know about the stock market that can help your clients to say, you know what, you're getting this money back, but, you know, if you were to put it into this type of whatever it is, an IRA, if you want to put it into a stock market or whatever it is, these would probably be the best things, and maybe you can forward them to somebody. Like, those are the types of things that I think we need to really be a little bit more keen on when it comes to, um, you know, making sure that we are reading slash knowing we're in the know of certain things and platforms that can help us and break it down into a very uh, simplistic way that we can get it and use it. So I'll stop talking and let y'all chime in. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> so, I mean, I have two answers to that question, basically. Uh, first, I think it's more than just putting information into a book. I think you can gather information from different sources today. Right. Um, even if you don't like reading books, there are so many resources out there to where you can learn about finance and the stock market. I mean, you can simply type financial management into YouTube and it will give you thousands upon thousands of videos in which you can just simply listen to people who've done it, who've become millionaires from the stock market, from investing in real estate, uh, from tax liens. So I think there's so much information out there though that they're bombarded and they don't know how to decipher what's valuable and what's not valuable. Me personally, um, the reason why I went into finance is because I recognized that that was a language. I mean, a specific language. Accounting and finance has its own language. And if you could master that language, you, be you could become rich. You could become wealthy. So that piqued my interest. Not necessarily that I thought it was interesting, but... I thought that it could make me money. And so I started to study, you know, those terms and learning about taxes, learning about investing, learning how to keep more of my money, because that's how you truly become wealthy is keeping your money, not necessarily spending it. No, like even your money, you're talking long term. money. I'm talking. Yeah. Like even even the simple game of actually being able to understand how to buy stuff, allow it to depreciate. So you can cut it off on your taxes. And then when you want to sell it, put some money back into it to sell it at its peak performance, right? So I think, so when we talk about finance and different things like that, right? I'll take your typical hood neighborhoods, right? A lot of times when they're in these neighborhoods and they're living in these apartments and these homes, or whatever, they're always complaining about the landlord not doing anything, right? And I tell them all the time, you don't get why. Because that's a tax write-off for them at the end of the year. Your houses or the building is depreciating based off of the stuff that they're not doing. And so that's all I got to do is let the market around me continue to bubble. As long as it's bubbling, whenever I want to sell my property, I just go ahead and fix the things that I've never fixed 
and go sell that property at a premium price. But during that other time, I'm not doing anything because I'm allowing it to depreciate. So that way, when I actually go ahead and do my taxes, I can say, oh, this property kind of depreciated. I'm not paying the same taxes that I used to pay before. So we actually understand deeper parts of the game and how how they're wealthy stay wealthy. That's how they stay wealthy, by allowing stuff to depreciate while they own it. And then when they get ready to sell it, they put some money back into it because everything else around them was already going up in value, right? Kind of kind of what's happening right now in Five Points, right? They're having these little spots and pockets that's doing the exact same thing. So I think if we understood the depreciation game in taxes, we would actually be ahead in a lot, in a lot of different places. Right, because I feel like addressing this question, a lot of times most people don't pay attention to these new apps, to this information, because it's not of personal interest at first. It's not, that doesn't measure up learning about different platforms, Reddit, where it's informational based, um, learning about how to uh, better your finances or get more in, uh, inept into your finances because it's not sexy. It's not gossip worthy you know to where they they won't click on that article that might explain that to them that shows on their timeline but the damn sure click on ti and tiny <laughs> are are uh being looked into for sexual misconduct you know what i'm saying this person is cheating on their wives it's like they'd rather click on the gossip, learn about the gossip, discuss the gossip versus learning how to how to get more from real estate, buying real estate, you know, uh, to where you can take advantage of your community. You know what I'm saying? To mm -hmm. uplift the community, to understand why certain uh, housing projects, certain properties are not being invested into because the the land the land um, the landlord isn't going to put in that money because he's not going to he knows that for the long run I can make more by paying less taxes mm -hmm. by not doing anything or you know I'm I'm finding out about the stock market where to invest how to invest but let the let the information come out like GameStop. It then jumped from $3 one week to $20 to $350 <laughs> to $437. How can I get on this GameStop that's, that's jumping out? Everybody making money. I ain't making no money. Well, if you would have dived into Reddit, dived into TikTok, you might have learned about it. You know what I'm saying? But... You wanted to be more focused on the bullshit versus being, you know, really helping yourself out. Because uh, you touched on it um, about being like, you know, um, what's the saying? Uh, uh, not knowledge is power, but is but so but but like. You know, just like the kids when you were mentioning the, the kids, they're reading, but not reading to really, you know, um, enhance themselves, right. build themselves right. up because they're reading all the time, but they're not reading about finances. But yet at the same time, you're working a job and you might be putting 
40 bucks into a 401k, but how can you maximize that 401k? So, you know, so let's talk about that a little bit too. Cause me and Martel talked about this during the week. I think they're looking for financial opportunities, but they come from a culture where we only talk about fast money. So if, so, so I, I get that, right? So instant gratification and fast money are two different things, right? I'll be 50 soon. I grew up in an environment where hustlers were about that, right? So we got to understand that concept when we're dealing with them and that whole thought process, right, and how that really works, right? They're very interested in money. They're very interested in how to make money. But they're learning how to make money from people who make money quick money. Right, and that, and that so, was going to be my next right, so, question. The, the the five closest friends around you does that make a difference or influence on how you think? I mean, so so that'll always make an influence on how you think, right? Because you, I mean, that's just how that works, right? <clears throat> but I'm, but what I guess I'm, I'm really trying to say is that it's a culture thing that we're missing, right? When it comes to that, right? They're they're active in all these things that we're talking about, right? They're just they're just on this hyper level of it, right? That we just may not understand to a certain degree. They want to make money. They want to understand finances. But we still have to remember a lot of these kids came from people who made quick money. And, and well, they don't know how to explain. It's not to cut you off, Tony. They don't know how to explain money either because right. I was just thinking about just looking in this room. Knowing, knowing... Not to exclude you, JB, because you don't have kids right now. Uh, yeah, it's all good. But um, <laughs> I know that knowing all of you, you probably have talked to your kids about finances. You've talked. You might not have gone in depth and like, hey, this is stocks. This is what you do. But you've talked about. You, you've at least um, introduced it to them, you know, uh, to where we've talked about, hey, you need. Yes, you are 22. Yes, you're, you're seven. Yes, you're 19 or whatever age. But you need to, when you get to a certain point, you need to start uh, learning about this because I didn't learn about this until a later point. You don't need to wait till when I learned about it to learn about it. You need to learn about it ahead of time because I need to help you get ahead of this curve because we're now at a point where we're changing things as a community where uh, 40 years ago, our parents didn't know about it, so they couldn't tell us about it. Or if they did, it wasn't enough of them telling their kids about it as a community. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To where uh, some of our friends may have been able to take advantage of it because their parents talked about it. Then there's others like us that may not have learned about it till later on in life. Now we're trying to set that generation, the next generation, ahead of that curve. But then at the same time, I know that they have friends whose parents doesn't talk about it, whose parents was probably part of the uh, 80% who wanted to jump on the GameStop, the the uh, doggy uh, cryptocurrency, the AMC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they wanted to jump on that because it's the news right now and they've heard so many other people have made money from it. How can I get in on it? Because it's 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 past tense by the time they've gotten to it. So I just want to speak on that real quick. So just a message for you late adopters out there um, who got in on um, GameStop late and got a higher price. You better read up very quickly and yeah. and figure out your exit strategy. Because and this show may be dated because it may happen before we yeah. put this show out. Yeah. Right. So you better figure out that exit strategy and how to sell off your position because you may find yourself 
losing a lot of money. It's already dropped down. I mean, we already, we already know that they're the biggest crybabies because they they taking their ball and going home right now. Right. That's that's what they doing. You. Y'all didn't ran. They didn't ran a Boston on them. They didn't ran them off the court, and they like, and they they took their ball and they're going home. You know. So. so I'm gonna make one point, and how this all started, right? And the power in it. So I took notes and mindful notes in my brain. <laughs> you don't have to write it down. I don't have to write it down. Hope. He Jay Z the group. You know what I'm saying? So Tony, you brought up something where you're like information and how we get it it's not necessarily written right you can get it from everywhere you listen to cnn listen to fox news hsn msnbc nbc whatever right or you can get it you know on youtube you can get it on instagram you get it on facebook you can get it on a number of different platforms goes back to the quick money piece as well so i'm gonna merge these two together if i need to know something a lot of times, young people's minds is go to YouTube, yep. right? Get the information from YouTube. I start to think about credible sources. Like, who the fuck is this guy telling me about finances and all of this stuff? And when I start to look at the types of people that are talking about finances, stock market, and tips and, st- and stuff like that, it's very advanced level. It's not beginner level of what's nasdaq you know what's dow mean like you're you you have to get that in order to understand how to put your chips in certain places i want to invest in technology stocks i want to invest in commodities i want to invest whatever it is and understand what those mean like what is a commodity i mean you can buy corn stock you can buy gold you can buy silver you can buy platinum you can buy all of these things uranium all kinds of stuff that are on the market right but how do i get rich from it so this guy comes in and tells you in 10 minutes how to make it rich, the fast money scheme. And everybody starts going towards this, this place, this, this YouTube channel, and then views start to get up to millions, right? Some people are like, oh, man, I made millions. Real estate is like that, in my opinion, as well. I feel like real estate is a grind, bro. It's not just a, oh, man, I'm going to get my real estate license and be a millionaire. It's not how it fucking works, right? So it's like, where are you getting your information from? Unless you invest in REITs. So, no, uh, seat, no <laughs> safe, no tenants. He done blew up everybody's yeah. mind. <laughs> we'll have a uh, syllabus <laughs> at the end of all this. <laughs> right? so, but it's the fast money piece, too. Yeah. It's still that that's out there. And that's the hurtful part is like, take your time with it, kid. You're 20 something years old. And you really don't have no money, money. You got a couple chips, you got a couple hundred. That's a good place to start. But I learned about finance in college. I had a finance teacher that was worth $16 million. And this is how he did it. You want to know how to pay your student loans off but through the through the stock market? I paid attention. I was like, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, like how do you get your funds to, to, this, to this level? And how do you continue to use it as a savings account that can bolster and say, okay, I've invested correctly in these stocks. Now I'd have made sixty, seventy thousand dollars without even touching it, possibly just forgetting about it. I'd have paid my student loans off. He gave us the platform and blueprint for some of that, right? But there's still that fast money piece to it, right? And I think that that's that's a problem where we have to kind of get over that and say, look, man, fast money is one thing, and if you come across it, great. But at the same time, listening to some guy on YouTube about how to get rich fast through real estate. 
and I'm not poking holes in anybody. I'm not even talking about anybody locally if they're not if they're listening or no, not. <laughs> but I'm talking about there's a specific guy out of New York that's like he was he was flat broke last week and now look at him. <laughs> like, do you even know how to like right. identify a pyramid scheme at this point? <laughs> like, right. don't even buy into it. And right. I think that's what sometimes gets lost is like I went in here with with my heart saying I need some money. I need to find a, another income stream for myself or something to get me out of this dead end job and then you kind of got locked into some bullshit pyramid scheme <laughs> that's like I'm kind of locked in now he looks like he made seven million dollars no he made seven million dollars for the boss you know what I mean right. um, yeah. we got to get off of that man and we got to say hey man sometimes it takes that hard work sometimes it takes you having to go to real estate school sometimes it takes you having to sit down and just go ahead and yeah, get into the break that down a little further yeah. So, so, so real quick, I'm going to interrupt yeah. real quick, and you go right back to it. Yeah. Wealthy people pay people to stay wealthy. We have to understand that, right? Wealthy people don't go to YouTube, right? <laughs> wealthy people pay people to stay wealthy. We have to understand that concept, right? Kind of a couple of weeks ago we talked about it says we have to learn how to meet authority with authority. We don't show up with the right people a lot of times, right? And so with people who have wealth, they understand that in order for me to continue to keep this wealth, I'm going to have to spend some of this bread with somebody who's an expert in this area, who's going to watch this continuously for me so I don't have to watch it. So when you talk about all these different forms of stocks, right, they have somebody they're paying to make sure that if that shit dipped two cents, he changing that shit so I don't get a call from you to say, yo, you fucking up my money. Right. So the reality is that once we start understanding that part of the game, too, like we watch these people like, wow, dude, they just making bread, just sitting back. This shit is great. No, they actually have people. They're paying people to watch their money while they talk to you and they make it seem like, oh, I'm watching my money and talking to you at the same time. No, they're paying people to allow them to have that conversation with you. And so we need to understand that as we continue to grow our processes, at some times or some point at some level, it is going to go beyond your education. <clears throat> you need to go pay somebody who has that education to continue to thing, be prosperous. Every good it. manager knows you do not have to be smarter than everybody you work with. A lot of times, you just have to have that smart guy in that area right. take care of that for you. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't need to know what you know. Give me the report. We'll move to the next thing. Show me what it means. You That's just right. have to be smart enough to be the... The smartest per you have to be smart enough to put a smarter person in position to get to get you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. right. um, I, I go through that a lot, you know, in my business um, when I'm running projects. I got to be smart enough to say, "Hey, I can't do this," or "I can do it, but it's going to take way more time than I have." Let me get someone who is really an expert in this field mm -hmm. and put them in place to where. I can move past this and get to where I need to go. But at the same time, it's, it's something that we've all touched on. Like right now, in that case, we don't need to hire our homegirl who just got that H&R Block certificate to do taxes. You need to hire a CPA, <coughs> Tony, <laughs> tax geek. Right. So look, like, while, we, while we on that topic, right, Everybody has a business, everybody, or somebody works for somebody. Now's the time where the, the 1099s go in, <laughs> and 
And for those that quick got uh, lucky on the stock market and they cashed out, they probably going to get a... So this is my question. So we're going we're gonna to use this next um, topic to go to the tax geek. So all those guys that made that money last year, Tony, what, what happens for them? Or this week. <laughs> so actually, um, that will be next year on your taxes when you pay tax on that capital gain. Okay. 2021. So so, so 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 that part we understand, we, but the fact that they ain't gonna have that bread at the end of the year, we gonna let's talk about that. I mean, friends, we say That's that they, they cashed out in 2020, and here we are, 2021. The deadline is today. Mm-hmm. Then we go from there. So I mean, personally, I'd take that revenue any day of the week. Um, what I do in my business is I try to reduce your tax liability. So regardless of if you have a capital gain from the sale of stock or you have a capital gain from selling your home before two years, whatever that is, you're, you're always going to have revenue. I mean, the idea is to make revenue that comes in. The key to it, though, is making sure you have enough deductions to counter that revenue. So, um, I mean, you have to plan for taxes. It can't just be, oh, it's the end of the year. <laughs> Help Start me out. <laughs> Help me out. No, we have to plan at the beginning of the year. We have to plan like right now. That's a 24 by 7. That's a, that's an everyday. So, yeah. But, so, but I mean, in our communities, do you think that, you know, with our people, do you think they plan for no. the year? Or do you think when they come to you, it's like, yo, it's the end of the year. Uh, We're we ready to file taxes. So, I mean, there's, there's different kind of tax clients. I mean, there are those who they're trying to file taxes right after the end of the year. So January 1st, hey, I got my W-2 from December. Can you hook me up? Haven't even gotten a, uh, I'm sorry, I got my (laughs) payroll tax stub from December. Haven't even got their W-2 yet and want to file taxes based on those numbers on that that, um, pay stub. So that's one client. Then you have high earners who, I mean, they have investments. They have a mortgage. They have a second mortgage on a home. They may even have uh, investment properties. Um, they're typically high earners and they're looking for ways to reduce their tax liability. Then you have those with businesses who have their K-1s coming in from partnerships or S-corporations. And again, they're looking to, okay, how can, for one, when I file taxes on the business, how can I reduce my tax liability? Then two, when that passes through to my personal return, how can I additionally reduce that tax liability? So this all takes planning, and there are ways to ensure that you pay as minimum tax as possible. Um, I, you know, I, I really don't like Donald Trump, you know, everything that he was as a president, but I don't have any issue at all with using the tax code to your advantage. And I think ultimately that's what we're going to find out if there ever is an investigation into that. I mean, he had some CPAs and some tax attorneys who probably knew their stuff, and knew what to do. Yeah, the, the tax part about him, I'm never mad at, right? Because yeah, if I had CPAs that can help me pay seven fifty a year, yeah, I'm gonna pay seven fifty a year. So <laughs> I'm never mad at that Absolutely. situation. So yeah, I get that one for sure. I think Tony brings up something that I think is a real gem in this conversation. Is Tony said it's we got to have a plan, like Absolutely. it's a it's a tax plan, right? Absolutely. I got my W or whatever W twos back. What is it called? W two W nine. Whatever W nine. 
I don't know. W two. I don't know. I'm just. Is it a W two? Yeah, you get a W two if you work for somebody. Ten ninety nine if you are. That's why. Okay, I'm giving. We entrepreneurs, bro. Maybe not. Well, I'm for those who were not. It's okay, but whatever. You get a W two back, right? And you're saying, hey, man, like. What's the difference between filing jointly and together or, you know, what's the plan for this and that? Like sometimes you have to, you know, adjust your taxes mid-year, you know what I mean? Because, and I learned this even from my wife, like, yo, man, you might want to adjust that mid-year so that we don't pay over or you're paying just enough or whatever it is that you want to do. We want to have a, a, you know, some type of return back or whatever it is. We have to game plan that from January 1 all the way through, right, when you get that first check. What is that looking like? Right. And so for everybody that's out there, I think you got to think a little bit more deeply about your taxes. Pay a little bit more for six months or three months or five months, whatever it is that you want to do, because you may have plans at the end of the year coming up to the top of the year where you're like, hey, I want to have at least six thousand dollars because I want to pay for X, Y and Z for the house or I want to be able to go on whatever trip. It can work in your benefit in your favor. That way, if you do want to take some of that money that you got as a refund, you can reinvest that in the stock market. You can reinvest that into creating your own business or whatever it is. I think that's a that's a gem that Tony drops that a lot of people haven't picked up, but I picked that bad boy up. The other one is is you know we and I know we're going to talk about this in another episode, so get ready, listeners. <laughs> you know, using a life insurance plan as a means to build wealth for your family after you're gone. You know, those are things that, you know, we need to start talking about. And then the tax benefits or ramifications, whatever you, whichever way you want to put it, how those things benefit us and they don't benefit us. It's time to start thinking a lot more seriously about our money, man, and the way we actually put money into certain things. Yeah, man, we, we flashy, we cute, we cool. We get it. We are that. And you're never going to stop being that. But Sometimes when you want to take at least five, six, you know, uh, months of that money that you were going to pay for Jordans and put that towards something, <laughs> I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. Hey, man. Hey, man, this cop ain't ready. You, you, you don't want this cop. You just buying it just to buy this shit. So, right? so can I ask you a question, though? <laughs> right. You're going to ask me about my Jordan collection, bro. No, <laughs> so, so, no, no, no. So, I, I, think that's, I think that's valid, right? But here's the, here would be my other question. Yeah, yeah. If I'm brand new to this thought concept that you just produced, right? How do I discipline myself to not dip in that savings? How do I actually, this money that you're talking about that you want me to actually set aside for six months, how do I make it invisible to me so I do not go and grab it because I'm so used to having it per se and I'm used to using it for these things. So how do you make it not tempting to spend that money? So, so real quick, I'm gonna I'm 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 say, and Tony's got the probably the more pristine way, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna tell you like my mom and my uncle told me, save your money before you start getting used to it, right? Because the minute you start getting used to that, that check and whatever it looks like, you ain't gonna wanna save nothing because then you're gonna say, oh, I can afford or I can get. If you say, I right. make, let's just say, on average, you get a 3% raise if you're right. in corporate or you get a 5% or, you know, one whatever it is, percent. Right. But you do good with what you were doing with before. Take that little extra on the top, right. push it to the side. So, or be taxed that amount and overpay your taxes so that you can get it back on your taxes. So, so I guess what I'm asking again is yeah. that How? I get what you're saying, right? Right. 
where am I stashing it? Okay. okay. A lot of times, so, so yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to say, I just want to explain this. A lot of times we do not have the understanding to either open up another bank account, another money market account, another savings account. Like we don't have that understanding sometimes, right? <clears throat> and so a lot of us will be like, oh, I got a checking account. So all right, I know that I can't spend this $137 for these Jordans. So I'm going to pretend like I can't see it. Right, right. But every time I stick my ATM card in this bitch, I see that $137, <laughs> right? So I want to spend it, right? right so right. I'm also asking the question of, I agree with you, and Tony can answer this right after that, is that where do I actually put it so that way it still makes money for me while I'm waiting to spend that money and I don't spend it at the same time? So a simple solution um, that someone could probably adopt today. So just say um, you receive $6,000 in a tax return, or that's your refund. You know, a lot, of, a lot of my clients, they think that's cool, or I'm getting money back. You know, I'm excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on vacation. I'm going to buy some jewelry. I'm going to do whatever. Actually, you are loaning your money to the IRS for free. So if you adjust your deductions, or just say you, you keep it as is, well, adjust it, and you take whatever that is divided by 12, and you put an automatic um, deposit into a Roth IRA. And then at the end of the year, just like, you know, during tax season, whatever that interest rate is, you are no longer loaning money to the IRS for free. So what happens when you loan IRS to the money, uh, loan money to the IRS for free? You're actually suffering because there's opportunity costs in that $6,000, which means there was an opportunity for you to invest that in a vehicle that can make you money. So just say there was something out there that would give you 3%. So actually, you're not just getting $6,000 back. You lost that 3% that you could have made on that $6,000. So, I mean, a simple, a simple answer to that is put it in a Roth IRA or put it into something that's bearing interest. Exactly. But I think to the essence of your question, how do I discipline myself? I think the key thing is, is and we've brought this term up before, know how to pay yourself first, first, right? Like, as a business person, I have to learn how to pay myself and what I'm going to pay myself, right? What I'm going to transfer over, what I'm going to take from business checking and say, this is my pay for myself and call it that, right? But then also understand, we understand you got bills, you got life, right? But you have to pay yourself, but you also have to look at your goals. And I think that anybody who is, whether they be financially free or successful, they have some level of goals written down slash a vision board or whatever it is. I vision board, right? So I vision board every year. My goal for 2021 is X, Y, and Z. I want to make sure that I have enough money for here. But my long-term goal is to just have racks stacked up <laughs> that you don't even know about. Like, I don't even touch them. You know what I mean? Because if Sean wants to have a new business and Sean's like, man, I need, I need some capital and I believe in your business, then all right, man, I can I confront you 17000 and it doesn't hurt. Right. Now, there's going to be some stipulations with that money. <laughs> but I can do those types of things, right? 
Or my daughter's going to college, got to get her a new fridge, new sheets, all of those things. You already invest and already have a college savings fund for kids. But what about that cost getting them to college physically, right? Um, you know, whatever those long-term goals are, have those out there and say, even if it's just small as you starting out with, you know, 20 bucks a month, you know what I mean? 50 bucks a month. We have a Christmas fund, me and my wife. Hey, man, we put a certain amount of money in there per month, and that's Christmas money. You know what I mean? Or Black Friday money or trip money. Yeah, like, yo, we we, don't want, we ain't even buying. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different account. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a higher percentage right, on it. Exactly. And I think, you know, we have to discipline ourselves. It's just say, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to forego whatever it is, that luxury that I want this month or week or year or whatever it is. And I'm going to actually concentrate on this. Even if it's just simply, I got to pay these credit cards off first and then, right? And so it's funny, like my mom's no financial guru, bro. Like I didn't, I had to one day call my mom and say, man, how did you do it? Like you didn't make a ton of money. Like when I was growing up, we weren't poor or anything like that, but it was just like, damn like you make that much and i make this much and i'm like ah, i don't know if i could have made it baby like you know and obviously it was the 90s and and, and yeah. you know you know just yeah all of that was fun but she's like man i paid myself first then i did this and then i budgeted for your school clothes and then i budgeted for this i budgeted for that and i think if you have those types of goals set in mind before you even start to spend your cash and your money then you're you're a lot more smarter to say, well, I can make that investment in the bank, in the uh, in the stock market, and actually make a lot of money, and then pull that back or take it out or leave it in, whatever it is that you want to do. You then have the control yeah. over your destiny, yeah. financial future. I think. And, and you just brought up something that you know we probably want to talk about on another show, but I can't wait to talk to the audience about credit card arbitrage. Like you know, people think that credit is bad. But there is a way to make money, man, off of credit. You and my wife would have a great conversation. Because <laughs> I hate credit cards. So, I mean, yeah, I there's, a, there's a concept called yeah. credit card arbitrage. You know, I'm talking to the audience.